We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about a program that I'm involved with called Blue Wire Hustle. It's a new program over at Blue Wire that allows you guys to either level up if you have an existing podcast or if you're looking to start a new podcast. It gives you an opportunity to jump out of the gate with success, not have to go through all of the different pain points that Andrew and I started with uh, when we you know, started podcasting six years ago. Plus there's 150 other hustlers inside the program that are going through this exact motion. It's a big community. Uh, there's a community discord. You get your cover art designed for you. You get the simple cast hosting that comes with this program. It's all 15 bucks a month, which is insanely cheap because most hosting platforms are more expensive just to host your account and don't come with any of the 
things that come with Blue Wire Hustle. So if you're looking to start a podcast about any of the tri-state area sports, this is a perfect opportunity. If you're uh, out of the area and you have a passion for another sport, this is a great opportunity for you to one, not learn alone and really just let lean on a community to, to help you um, get through the beginnings of podcasting because it's it's tough in the beginning. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it takes patience, but also you don't need to make the same mistakes. You don't need to go through the same trials and tribulations that everybody else has done. Uh, lean on everybody in this program for that experience um, and to kind of teach ways that are successful and that have proved well in the past. Um, there's some e-learning course that goes along with this. Again, a lot of really good benefits that come along with Blue Wire Hustle. There are different flights for Blue Wire Hustle, and I think the next one's going in in about two weeks. So definitely get your application in. Go to bwhustle.com slash join and get your application in there. bwhustle.com slash join. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 515. This week, we've got Brett Gardner back in a Yankee injury after one day of spring training. Is this 2019? Is this 2020? No, this is 2021. Wouldn't know it. Same shit, different year. Scott, what's up? It's not different. It's not It's not totally the same. Clark Schmidt's fine. He's okay. He's just, you know, a little rest. Oh, yeah. Three to four weeks. I'm sure it'll be hey, three to four weeks. It's a young guy. It's a young guy trying to, throw, trying to impress everybody. He's like, oh, there's a fifth spot open. What are you doing? There's a fifth what are you spot doing? open. Let me go get that. Let me go max effort in day one. It's such, <laughs> it's such a young guy. I'm invincible move, right? It's like. I'm, 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 you know, early twenties, nothing can hurt me. I was invincible in my early twenties. It just, I wasn't throwing a baseball as hard as I could. I was drinking as many beers as I could. Invincible. Listen, I get it that those first days of spring, especially for baseball, I remember back to when I was playing in, in uh little league all the way up through high school. And you know, when you get that like crisp, the first kind of warmish, humid spring, summer morning, when you're practicing, you feel invincible. But then, you, like you said, you throw a baseball one time or you take one swing and your body's like, oh, I don't know how to do this again. So that's what Clark Schmidt ran into. Here's, here's the difference between in the bullpen. Here's the difference between Clark Schmidt and you remembering back to your uh, your your middle school days of baseball. Uh, let me guess. He's a professional. He's a professional athlete. He's in Florida. You were in Rhode Island. It's a little colder. The, the air feels. No, but I'm saying Rhode Island. The air hits I'm different. Rhode Island in April. Is maybe like uh, f- uh, Florida in February. Wrong. That's there's no possible way that Rhode Island in April is like Florida in February. That's just Sometimes. unequivocally incorrect. It's just much not, nicer down I, there. I, what do I look like, Al Roker? I'm not a weatherman. It's much nicer down there, and he's probably been in warm weather for a while training. So, look, I hope he's fine. It's a it's 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 concerning whenever there's a a guy that that has an arm injury that has already had Tommy John. We don't need two to- two guys with two Tommy Johns on this team. We don't need that. We definitely don't need that. The, yeah, he uh, like uh, he, I'm going to read the uh, the thing from I think it was a uh, Lindsay Adler. Um, just talk. Yeah, she tweeted. Just talk to Clark Schmidt, who said he believes he developed the ex extensor <laughs> strain while working on a new four seam grip. Reiterated that the MRI showed no structural damage and nothing involving his UCL, obviously, which is, would be the Tommy John surgery. He's glad he's in Tampa so he can be around the Yanks and their trainers. Clark Schmidt said he was getting he was going max effort in his first bullpen session and felt the extensor 
discomfort after that. So that Darren O'Day told him it's good he's learning early to ease into his spring throwing program. Darren O'Day, Mr. whatever he is, 39-year-old Darren O'Day, been around the block a time or 50. Like, hey, kid, take it easy. Don't it's day one. so hard on day one. There's nothing to prove on day one. Oh, man. It's, yeah, I, I know we're kind of like, oh, here we go again with, with the injuries, but it was day one of pitchers and catchers. And, and here we got Clark Schmidt, who... Was gonna be competing for the fifth starter. I don't shot. think I mean, so in the beginning. Like, it was a long shot. Yeah, I don't think so in the beginning. He 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 wasn't breaking camp as the fifth starter unless. But here's the thing, he shut down three to four weeks, which means he's going to have to basically go through spring training in April, which means they're going to ramp him up slowly if all the timetables go accurate, and then we don't know really what the deal is with how much minor league time these guys are going to get, and this could set him back significant amount of time this season. It's okay. I mean, I, I, again, I don't think he was in the plans for early. I think if he would have had to shock the world uh, with with his his uh, his performance in spring to even you know break the roster, even come close to the sixth guy. To be honest, there's just guys in front of him right now. I think so. I mean, David Garcia is even in front of him. All things yeah, well, equal. David Garcia is definitely in front of Clark Schmidt, and I think Domingo Herman ten days ago was in front of Clark Schmidt. But with everything that's been happening with Domingo Herman and He's kind of becoming a distraction. Not like kind of becoming about. a distraction. He's a distraction. Yeah. So it it would not surprise me. I know Domingo Herman spoke to teammates this uh, on Tuesday, and maybe everything is totally fine, and and we're never going to hear from it again. But I doubt it. But would it shock you if the Yankees just decide this is not worth it with Domingo Herman? In which case, there's another spot that Clark Schmidt would. No, not would at all. No, I, it would not surprise me one bit if the if if the Yankees moved on from uh, Herman at any point, really. I don't, I, I mean, I think he's, he's, you know, it's a, it's a dental floss at least at this point. Like he's not, he's not there by much. Uh, so there's, there's definitely, there's definitely problems with, uh, with him and the, and the clubhouse. Uh, I know we'll talk about that in, uh, a little later and get deeper into it, but yeah, there's, there's definitely up in there, but you know, it is what it is. The, uh, Clark Schmidt will be good. He'll be fine. You're not worried. No, I'm not. I can't be stay one, baby. I can't be worried. Not worried I cannot be worried. I am not worried at all. I'm just ready for them to be, uh, for everybody else to get into their and, and it does look like spring training is is happening relatively normally. It looks like the uh, the minor league system, while completely gone last year, and I'm I'm actually very surprised the minor league system is bouncing back the way it is. To be honest, I thought there were going to be, and, and I know Major League Baseball shut down uh, a, a bunch of um, a bunch of the teams. And and rearrange things, yeah. but I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be bigger than that. I thought it was, it was going to go deeper than that. With with completely zero revenue coming in from some of these these teams, I thought there were going to be a lot more minor league organizations folding. But it looks like you know they are going to be rolling out a, a relatively normal season, and they're going to try to trickle fans in as they can. Yeah, I mean they're all going to just be abiding by their states. Yeah, guidelines. Yeah. Just like, but they're but just they're like playing. The they're clubs. playing baseball, so that's great for baseball in in general because that means guys will be able to get you know have development in the minor league system, which was a big deal last year. I mean, we're not. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you put a finger. Alternate site was not baseball. I mean, they were basically it was glorified practice yeah. at alternate. Site. I don't know how you put a finger on how it impacted the the league in general, and like you know within five years, how does that that one year impact uh, the league in, in, as a whole? But I. I don't know how you measure that, but it had to have because that's a that's a that's a, an entire year where you lose a development year 
for a lot of these guys with in-game action. So you're setting a lot of people back uh, an entire year, which is a big deal in baseball because every year is precious. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm glad that they are rebounding to a point where they're, you know, planning on playing all these games and planning on playing in their stadiums and 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 moving forward. So that's promising to me. So our guy Gardner's back. I, I wasn't positive he was going to come back after the Jay Bruce signing, even though Bruce was only a minor league thing, because uh, I just I I was questioning how they were going to bring Gardner back on a guaranteed major league contract and still really have Jay Bruce compete for a job. And, and I guess we talked our way through it and figured, oh, he could kind of take the Mike Ford role, extra insurance in the outfield. But Brett Gardner's back a year deal plus a twenty twenty two player slash club option here. Are the, here's the breakdowns of his salary. 1.85 million this year with a $1 million signing bonus. So 2.85 guaranteed. And remember, he already got 2 million buyout from his previous contract. I know that doesn't count on the salary cap, but that's dollars in his pocket. And then he's got a 2.3 million player option in 2022. If he declines that the Yankees can pick up a 7.15 million option or buy him out for 1.15. My question is, why why with Brett Gardner is it always a year plus options with buyouts? Why isn't it just Brett Gardner? We want you back for 2021. Here's $2.85 million to play. Why is it always like this option? So it's it's never going to just end cleanly with him because there's always going to be an option that either needs to be picked up or bought out or decided on by the... So, so this, we're going to be sitting here Next January, talking about, are they going to pick Brett Gardner's option up? Is he going to decline the option? Is he going to be bought out? It's just, well, the Yankees are not going to the Yankees are not going to pick up the option because the option, the club option, is seven point one five or something like that, seven million dollars. So it's a weird contract in the sense that, like, yes, there's a there's a player option for for a year or two, which I was very surprised about. And but if if um if he declines that and the Yankees want to pick up the club option to make sure it guarantees on the team in case he has a breakout season. The, the Yankees will be paying him $7 million. So to me, it's... Here's exactly what's going to happen. He's going a to have a mediocre season a this year. He's going to have a mediocre season this year. He's going to get way too much playing time because his name is Brett Gardner. He's probably going to start playoff games when he shouldn't because Aaron Boone trusts his guys and he needs that left-handed bat. And then, uh, and then Brett Gardner won't pick up that $2.3 million option. The Yankees will buy him out for $1.5 million and they'll give him another year plus another option. This is what's going to happen. It's setting himself up for a uh, a potential retirement as well. I think it, because the seven the seven million dollar club option is just not happening. So I you know I don't know why it's there. It's it's very strange when you look at the contract and the way that it's laid out. It's just a it's a weird contract. I, I think that um, after hearing some of the guys talking in you know these initial press conferences where everybody's asking them the same uh, bad questions, I'm talking to when I heard Judge talking. Um, it was very clear. Judge, by the way, talks a little differently now. A little differently. Not, no, no whistle on his two Not the same. Not the same. Uh, yeah, em- emphasis on the same syllables when he's talking about different things. I think he's uh, he's still managing the, uh, the 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 two Mentos he's got. You know what? In front of his you know teeth. what? Judge's teeth. Best shape of their life. Best shape of their life. Yeah. It looks like he's, it sounds like he's, uh, he's got a retainer in when he's talking, but you got to get used to those. It's, it's a big I mean, deal. We, we talked about after the first, after his rookie year, we we're like, when's he going to get his teeth fixed? Because obviously now he's in the public and he's the face of the Yankees and it's, he's got the money, obviously. 
That's not an issue. And then he let it go on a couple years. We're like, okay, maybe this is going to be maybe this this is like a, a Michael Strahan. Yeah. And and just these are my teeth, and this is makes me more recognizable. And you know what? More power to you. But Six then, eight boom. guy. Yeah. You know. You know what I think. You know what I think happened. Uh, influence from someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. You know what? Whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm glad he's happy. If he he he's. Do you remember his girlfriend that uh, got pulled over in Arizona and said, "Do you know who my boyfriend is?" Yeah. Now I think she might have had something to do with this. Well, now they might not know who he is because you can't recognize him because he doesn't have the gap. <laughs> it's in true. The six eight. The six eight guy that's walking down. The you, you gotta see that gap. Uh, no, good for him though. He's he's his best self. I love that. Best shape of his life. That's great. Best teeth of his life. That's great. Good for him. Aaron Judge deserves all the all the nice things in the world. Maybe that'll help him um, stay on the field. I hope so. Yoga, new teeth. This is a, this is a great start to the year. What were we just talking about? Oh, the Brett Gardner. So the 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 um, just listening to to Judge talk about Gardner just reemphasizes what he is to the team. He's a he's he is the leader of this team. He's an impact guy on this team. Take away his name, look at the contract, but get rid of his name and understand that Brett Gardner is a fourth, fifth outfielder on this team that can play all outfield spots, is a lefty bat, can run the bases. He does not play right field. He's never played right field. He can he play right field if left. you want him to. He can play all outfield spots. You, you, Brett Gardner can do anything you want in the outfield. It's fine. That take the name away, and it's a it's a okay, fine. This is a it's a it's a it's a nothing contract. It's a you're right. It has nothing take to do with away, anything. You can't. Yeah. You can't take the name away because, but you can. because he's, but you know, that's not how it's going to go because he's the most tenured Yankee. And like you said, he does pull weight in that clubhouse, which I, which totally is a good thing, which is a respect. good thing. It's a good thing until he gets too much playing time. That's not his, his name is Brett. Gardner. That's not his, that's not on him. That's on Aaron. No, Boone. I know it's not on Brett. I'm not blaming Brett Gardner. This is on the coaches and the management. Right, well, we'll see what happens. It, Cause it, Aaron Boone is singing a different tune. He already, he anointed. Clint Frazier as the starting left fielder before the they, signing. You don't think that they announced. knew that, that was coming? I get. Look, I was talking about this. Like at some point, Brett Gardner is coming on this team. It was the writing was on the wall. Like whether anybody wants it or not, people are excited about it. People are like, eh, I don't know. But Scott, at the end of the day, they knew what was happening. Clint Frazier had an awesome 2020. He had a 900 OPS. He was consistent all season. He he was a Gold Glove finalist when we thought he couldn't even see a ball in the outfield, never mind, catch it. Okay, he did everything he possibly could to turn himself into a real player last yeah. year. And he got benched for old-ass Brett Gardner in the playoffs. I mean, look, it's, that, that's, a, that's an Aaron Boone thing. I think this year, after so what... why won't Frazier it happen done, again? Because there's what a has changed between... I, it, what has changed? Another year that has changed. Another year. And Clint but, Frazier is walking in as the starting left fielder. That was not the case last year. He had something to prove. I just hope, and guess what? I just hope he that the first time, it. I hope the first time Clint Frazier goes through a two for 25 because it's going to happen. It happens to everyone. Brett Gardner doesn't start over him. Here's the thing. The outfield is, has, has not stayed healthy ever. That's true. So they need bodies. They need bodies. They and need Brett Gardner is a durable out. dude. Like, yes, he, he, he plays with reckless abandon, but we love that about him. But he also plays through stuff. He will be out there and they need guys that they could trust who will be out there. So him as a fourth, fifth outfielder with the, with the clubhouse leadership, one, it was inevitable Two, good, fine. Let's go. I would rather him than some random Joe off the street. Cause that guy's not going to well, provide any value either. Anyway, do you still want Jay Bruce? Like assuming Jay Bruce plays decent this spring, you still want them to pick up uh, Jay Bruce and yeah, add him to well, the major I, league I, roster? I, we have to look to see how the roster shakes out, but I think that Jay Bruce can still, can still find a spot for, 
uh, on this team. Again, I think Mike Ford's the one that that's absolutely the most. Well, at this point, I agree, because if you look at the outfield depth chart, obviously Judge Hicks, Frazier, hopefully, is the starters in the outfield. And then you've got Brett Gardner as the fourth outfielder. Talkman would be arguably the fourth Talkman. outfielder. Um, Who can play right field, as you say, I, Brett Gardner I, cannot. I, I mean... No, I mean he Mike Talkman can. I'm and 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 I think Mike Talkman at this point in his career uh probably should get more playing time than Brett Gardner, but he won't. Well, that's I don't care about that. I mean, if you care about that, you're worried about way too many things. Because Brett no, so you're Mike saying Talkman's Mike Talkman is the fourth. You're saying Mike Talkman is the fourth outfielder. He's not. Brett Gardner's the fourth, fourth fifth, outfielder. Like whatever. You flip him around. It depends. Yeah, fine. Yeah, and then if Jay Bruce is there, I guess he'd be the sixth outfielder behind Talkman, but he's also a backup first baseman. And then you've got Giancarlo Stanton, who didn't play any games in the outfield last year, but Boone said it's not out of the question if he could play the outfield this year. I put out a Twitter poll uh, yesterday or two days ago. How many games do you think Stanton will play in the outfield this year? Um, what would you put the over under at? If I put the over under at, at 19 and a half games, are you taking the over or the under for this season of Stanton in the outfield? Are we talking about like starting a game or just like getting in the game in the, in the outfield? Starting a game. Starting a game. Starting a game in the outfield, 19 and a half. Well under. Well under. I am too. And so I mean, I would have put, well put the over I would have put the over under around like five. So what's even the point then? If you're if you're if you're gonna put him out there. What's the point of putting him out there for five games? Either have him out there for 45, 55 games or don't have him out there. I think there it's more about the the fact that just ma- you know making sure that he's able to be out there if needed. That's all. I think five five times over the course of 160 games. Okay, maybe that's a little well, but shit. He, I think and, and also high. because that's just a recipe for injury. You have to keep him regular. And if if he's gonna play the outfield, he needs to play the outfield like twice a week to just at least keep it keep it uh keep the reps there. Well, so the guy doesn't pull another calf we know, muscle. We know what they do with the, with the, um, uh, with the DH spot. They, they wanted to have a, a, a decent rotation in there. I mean, Stanton is the DH. He's the starting designated hitter for the New York Yankees. No, nobody's questioning that. But the fact that, you know, giving him some more flexibility to be in the outfield is fine. Jay Bruce, that's where Jay Bruce to me can fill a lot of spots here. He, uh, against a tough right-handed pitcher, he could slot in at first. He could slot in at DH. He could potentially be in the outfield. You have options now to stack as many of these, um, you know, as many left-handed bats as you possibly can get in there. So I think he does give you more flexibility. Ford, I don't see as a a, a guy that has a spot on this team unless Jay Bruce just shits the bed and just uh, is is nothing against. I think he's just got to prove the fact that he one he can be uh, defense. He's only thirty three. I think we talked about this last time. I was surprised when I saw how old he was. I definitely thought he was way older than thirty three. Feels like Jay Bruce has been around 20, forever. He came up at twenty years old. Yeah, but um, so I think that his flexibility defensively is is a, is a big reason why he will be on this roster. And uh, Greg Allen was DFA'd. So good knowing you, Greg Allen. I just think Stanton. It, I don't see a point, like I said, in playing him. A handful of times in the outfield because that's not really a, a, a f- another outfielder. That's just a guy who Boone's, Boone's answering a, month, a million questions, and one of them came up about Stanton being in the outfield. He's like, "Yeah, he's going to get some time in the outfield." Oh, I don't think he will. It, it, Boone saying it's not out of the question yeah, is it's, it's almost uh, it's a, a no. no. That's a no. Right. That's a basically him covering at his ass just in case everyone goes down and Stanton has to play the exactly. outfield. That's, it's not out of the question. That's that's but, what I'm talking about. What is out of the question is Stanton starting in the outfield once or twice a week. I don't see that happening. It's a shame because I think I don't. I don't think 
Stan's one of these guys. Because where are you putting him? If you have everybody healthy, why why is it a shame? No, it's just it's a shame that like this is what his this player has become. I mean, I I think it's more also to the point of with the roster construction. I mean, you have a starting left fielder, you have a starting center fielder, and you have a starting right fielder. If if Stanton is on the team as well, that would be a fourth starter that would need to be placed where another guy is already there. So you're taking somebody out of the lineup, or you're putting them at DH. He's clearly yeah, the DH. I, I would rather him. Where is it? Where where is he valuable? The most valuable by far at the plate. Uh, offensively, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I mean maybe is there a scenario where if he plays sixty games in the outfield, he could help keep Judge a little healthier because Judge only has to play a hundred in the outfield. I don't think that. I don't think necessarily the the length of time is what's why Judge gets injured. I think it's just like I don't think it matters if he were to. Um, sit for three days and then not, I, I, wear and tear though we heard about that that really harsh tampa turf remember well, that was just different. can't play four games on tampa turf yeah, it's suicidal what are you doing it's, it's basically playing okay so if you're going to if you're playing a four game series in toronto which is basically cement wouldn't buffalo? it be nice if stan St- buffalo wherever they're playing are they playing in buffalo again i think so i don't think i don't okay. think anybody they're, i don't think they're letting uh, americans back in canada anymore <laughs> they're they playing they're playing they have a point they're playing in uh, Tampa, okay? And uh, on that that terrible, just looks like all the pigment has been sucked out of the trop. There's the terrible turf. Four-game series over the weekend, a wraparound series. Wouldn't it be nice if Stanton could play twice and Judge could play twice? You alternate them so you could save their legs a little bit? Throw back Gardner out there. Kidding me? 37-year-old. Get it, let, him, uh, let him run the cartilage out of his knees. <clears throat> so uh I I I'm just I mean this is a, this outfield depth chart is only as good until the first guy goes down and I expect the first guy to go down any minute because that's how this, these Yankees have been since 2018 everyone's just getting injured but but uh I I I think that uh, I I think that Brett Gardner is since he's back and his name is Brett Gardner there's significant time to be had for him just because that's how it's been for for the last three years, and I don't see that changing all of a sudden. It's been like that his whole career. I mean, he's a, he's he's yeah, maybe. I mean, that's fine. It, it is. I just I I the only thing that I will say is a, as a last uh, comment about Brett Gardner playing. One, I'm as a when you look at the roster as a baseball player, and you're looking at the the way that the uh, to to put the best product on the team, the way it's shaken out. Uh, you know, as of last week, the week before, to me, it was pretty clear that Brett Gardner was coming back on this team. The beginning of the offseason, if they had gone a couple different ways, I don't think he would have had a, a spot here. But he's here. I just hope that it doesn't take away from Clint Frazier being the left fielder. That That's it. That's the then it only gets, thing. Then it gets annoying. That's, yeah. Otherwise, gets annoying. I am very happy that he's on this team. I'm very happy that he's in the in the, in the the dugout, in the clubhouse, because I do believe, I'm, I'm one that, that believes veteran presence mixed in with young guys is an important factor uh, and an important part of the recipe for a championship team. Like you, you need that. You absolutely do. For the times that are tight, you need those guys to to settle your your guys. That like that. To me, that's a real thing that that no nerd in the world will ever understand. Like those intangibles are extremely important, and that's why I keep going back to that 2017 team when you had the guys like Todd Frazier and um, Matt Holiday. Like these guys brought this presence that was calming. It was just a, a different type of presence, and I think it was a big reason how the young guys were able to take that leg up at the end of the year and surprise us all and make that deep run. Like there was that consistent messaging in the, in the clubhouse and there was, there was a lot of confidence happening. And I think that happens uh, through the eyes and the lens of an experienced player. So 
It's a good thing. Yeah, and that that 2017 had the likes of Jacoby Ellsbury and Chase Headley. Yeah, well, veteran presence, maybe. But I mean, look, okay, over even under. Jacoby Ellsbury has been there, done that. As as much as we will completely shit on <laughs> been him. Been there, done that, got injured. Maybe. Been there, done that experience-wise. Did all these guys follow Ellsbury around too much? And that's why they're it's getting possible. He, I, we've, we've talked about this in the, when he was just showing up in Tampa in the clubhouse, we didn't even see his face, but we heard rumors <laughs> that he was there. Like, We're like oh, the no. voodoo doctor is like, he's, he's, he's out there with like Abba Zabba, you know, he was still a Red Sox spy at that point. Yeah. Over under Brett Gardner starts in the outfield this year, 70 and a half. And I mean, it's all about injury to me. Okay, yeah, well, over. <laughs> so it, are you saying over because of injuries or over because you just think he'll get a bunch of starts because he's Brett Gardner? No, because I think they have, I mean, I think that they have, and they've had for years now, practically a five-man rotation in that outfield. So I think that's it, they're going to continuously do that. Yeah, I, I just think with Boone, it's that you have to understand what, like, Boone talk. And he says things and he he always, he, he doesn't really... How do I want to put this? It's kind of like the thing with it's not out of the question comments on Giancarlo Stanton. He says it's not out of the question. That doesn't mean he'll. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start in the outfield, that just means... He, he might start a game or two. He's just couching his comments just in case. So when he says, I don't see a reason why why Clint Frazier, what did he say? He said, Clint Frazier has earned the starting job. He didn't say he is the starter. He said he's earned it. So he's leaving the possibility that he's not the starter. Same thing with Gary Sanchez, he, where he's talked about Gary Sanchez will, there will be times when Gary Sanchez will catch Garrett Cole this year. But will he be catching Garrett Cole on April 1st? I'll, I'll believe it when I see it with my own eyes, because I expect when we get those morning tweets of opening day lineup, it's not going to be Gary Sanchez's name catching Garrett Cole. It's going to be Kyle Higashioka's. Maybe. Again, I, I told you this. You look way too much into the verbiage of what's being said, I think. And, and I think that, yes, it's a lot of coach speak and especially Aaron Boone, who understands the media, who understands how to navigate through these questions and such. He's just going to give answers that give him flexibility. And that's what's happening. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. 
There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area, and it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. Okay, let's talk about Dominguez Herman. Who? So some more, some more details have emerged uh, over the past week on what happened the night of the domestic violence incident. And I'll read a quote from, I believe it was an athletic article. According to multiple league sources, including a person with knowledge of the MLB investigation, Herman was intoxicated and became physically violent towards his girlfriend until she had until she hid in a locked room. The victim is said to have contacted the wife of another Yankees player. And the couple drove to Herman's home late at night. The victim remained with the teammate's wife uh, while the player attempted to calm down Herman, who is said to have been angry and belligerent. So this is a this separate involves, incident. This is a separate incident than like the 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 CC gala, the gala where they everybody was at that pub, that event. Right, right, right. So this is now uh, two two uh, two incidences. Did I say it was the same? No, 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 I'm just I'm just clarifying because that was what we had all heard about it originally, I think. So the CC Gala event was what we yeah, th- was when it became public because people saw right. it. But so another Yankee teammate, we don't know who it was, who the wife was. Um I'm, I don't want I don't even want to speculate. But but so this is this was now known. This was now a known issue. It wasn't just among Herman and his girlfriend. Yeah. It was another Yankee. It was a Yankee internal situation basically there were a lot of people so are aware of it yeah presumably that player informed other people right of course yeah at that point so, at that point so coaches coaches knew about this yeah and i think that's when yankees management knew about this yeah. after that happened clearly i mean look when you hear about the, the details and the graphicness of all of this like it just not it was bad it's still bad it's horrible it's a it's just a really 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 bad situation. And Domingo Herman just, just sounds like, uh, you know, a, a bad dude. Uh, and, and this situation sounds like a very bad situation. And it was involved. The, the Yankees players were involved. The Yankees family, Yankees players, families were involved in this as well. Like trying to help a situation, uh, deescalate situations. Like it sounds awful. Um, so rightfully so that Yankees players. And I know that, um, Bryn was the guy who came out and was talking about that. You don't get to choose your teammates. You're People were like, Those oh, how about you be a good teammate? You know what? No, he has absolutely yeah. every right to say what he feels about this because this situation clearly went through the, affected everybody. I mean, the victim is the, is the person that affected, but the, the team was involved in, in some way by trying to deescalate the situation more and, and like, Take control of her mind in a moment of of rage. It sounds like it sounds truly awful. It sounds 
It's like way worse than, uh, you know, you can imagine, I think, but well, this, this, not that we needed confirmation of this, no. but this just, this shows that that gala event wasn't a one-off bad night for Herman, right. that this is a chronic issue. And these two incidences that we know about, they're not the only ones. So this has happened multiple times, most likely speculation again, so, but, yeah, but usually you see this, there's some type of pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And not that one time you can say, oh, it was only one time, but one time is better than a multiple time offender uh, because <laughs> I mean, it, it, zero, it, zero tolerance for any of this stuff. And I think that's what the Yankees were trying to, you know, the um, the suspension that came down on him was 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 unprecedented in the in the way that uh, the length it was uh, it was, you know, determined. They definitely threw a lot at him I and mean, he was gone for a long time. Um and and rightfully so. Like I, at the end of the day, like I do believe people can change. Uh, you know, not just in this circumstance, but in in different circumstances, and have and should be given an a, an opportunity to for redemption. But that doesn't mean it's it's given. That doesn't mean it it, it needs to be accepted. It doesn't mean it needs to be everybody needs to be okay with it. it. These these guys all have their personal thoughts about what happened. Some of them were obviously very close to the situation, and 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 maybe have seen too much to even look at this guy again in the eye and, 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 you know, be around him or want to be around him. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a job and they are going to their job and they're disguised their coworker. Uh, so it's not their decision, you know, if he's there or not, but they don't have to be okay with it. And I don't blame Britain for, for speaking out at all. I really don't. He was, he was no, asked no, a question. Me. He answered it honestly. And it's probably not the first or last time that it's been discussed either to Herman's face or in the clubhouse amongst the guys. So I guarantee these, the, the sentiment that he was talking about, the feelings that he was saying were not unknown. I, I totally agree with you that Britain's, I, I am supportive. I'm supportive of Britain speaking out like that. And I think he's totally in, in his right to do that. I, you said everyone deserves second chances, which they, which I, I agree with for the most for part, the most part. I'm not, yeah. but, but I, but I question if Herman is in a place to receive that second chance right now, because he does not seem to be on the right path. He's how many cryptic Instagram posts have we had from him over the past few months yeah. where he's posted them and deleted them. This does not seem like someone who has accepted his punishment, accepted that he did something wrong and now is moving on and trying to do the right Look, thing because someone needs to get to him and be like, stop posting on Instagram that, that you're done and that you're not done and that this thanks for being like didn't he post what did he, I what don't know I'm not like, even looking into the cryptic messages one uh, they were translated I but believe, that tells right? me so, that the, that tells me that he's not in a good place mentally maybe look I, I'm not going to speculate where he is mentally where where he's not they obviously are making assessments they are they're, they're identifying the player the person not even a player the person as as being contrite being being um, you know in a place to make real change and and understand what has, the gravity of what's happened. And if he doesn't understand that, if they feel any inkling of that, that that is just not the case and that is not happening, then um, they're going to cut ties. Like it just, it just, it can't be there. You, there, there's, there's a lot, there's so much going on in the, behind the scenes that it's impossible for us to speculate. But that being said, like if he is cut ties, like, does that help a situation at home? I, I don't know. I don't know how that helps or affects anything, but I, I hope that he is contrite. I hope that he understands that, uh, you know, what, what went on is completely completely unacceptable and is there's a zero tolerance for any of that. Not whether you're employed by the Yankees, whether you're, you know, employed at McDonald's, whether you're employed, uh, self-employed, whether you're employed, it doesn't matter like who your employer is. 
there is a zero tolerance for any of that as a human being. So you better be contrite and understand what that is and, and, and be ready to move past it uh, and be a better person uh, for yourself and your family. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject for, I think a lot of people to talk about because it's um, we're watching a baseball team where we root for the, the New York Yankees that we've rooted for all the time. We root for the laundry, the New York Yankees, the players are in and out. Um, but it's really difficult to, to root for a guy uh, like this, that, that has this, this, this history um, and just hearing all the graphicness of it again, doesn't justify any, doesn't, doesn't make one worse than the other. doesn't make it like we dismissed it before. That's not the case. It's just when you hear it, it, it hits a little different. Our friend Clive, who uh BP crew member, he's been to some events. He's a, he's a UK guy who, I mean, I've talked to him about how he's been up to like four o'clock in the morning, watching, watching some of these baseball games. So he's, he's a true diehard. He says with the recent comments for Zach, uh, for Zach Britton in, re- in regards to Domingo Herman, which I totally agree with, by the way, do you think having Herman back could be harmful to the clubhouse chemistry, especially if Zach's opinion is echoed by others in the clubhouse and the clubhouse chemistry thing is interesting because pr- uh, Chapman has been on the team for years, and he also has a domestic violence issue in his past. Has that af- negatively affected clubhouse chemistry? It n- doesn't seem like it has. So why then would Herman? Look, I, I can't. I, why is there? A de- well, hold, hold, let me finish. Is there a double standard when it comes to some of these things? Where, unfortunately, because Geraldus Chapman is one of the best relief pitchers in the game. It's kind of overlooked. No, I don't and think because it's Domingo Herman. Because th- Domingo Herman is like trying to work his way into an established major league starter, it's easier to move on from distractions like that than it is move on from Araldis Chapman. No, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, situations were a little different. I think that uh, Chapman wasn't on the team. There were he's a he came in in a different way. Herman has been on this yeah, team. But does that been, make a difference? Well, I think there's a lot more on the Yankees because but. I think there's a lot more personal relationships here with her with Herman uh, as well. So I think the guys just they had a different type of relationship with him. So I think it, it just it, it's a different chemistry thing now because there were there were friendships ahead of this. There were deeper ties with the organization. Like he was here for a little bit longer. So I don't I don't know. It's it's really hard for for anybody I think to compare any situation with one another. They're they're different and the the people are different. The one is they're they're both bad. Um so it's 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 a shitty thing that we have to talk about th- th- these two bad situations and how it's affecting a baseball team in the way. Could it affect chemistry? Hell yeah, it could affect chemistry cuz someone it, I mean I think it already has. I mean, I don't know if it has to a point where it's affecting like the core team chemistry, but it could it, it could absolutely be you could you could see guys uh, choosing sides. You could see Zach Britton clearly does not agree with having Domingo Herman on the team. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know. So even if it's one out of twenty six, it's it's one. It's one. But I, again, yeah, I don't know if that affects the. Do you think he's the only chemistry. one who looks at Domingo Herman no, and I, says, I think, they, "I think these guys why can." The, why the hell is that guy here? Get him out of this clubhouse. Because what if in two thousand nineteen, when this shit was going on, what if other players in the Yankees clubhouse heard about? Oh. Uh, so-and-so and his wife had to go over to Domingo Herman's uh, apartment last night because he was drunk and trying to hit his his girlfriend. And it's like, you hear about that. Oh, it happened again. It happened again. Meanwhile, the guy's going out there and he's pitching well, but you look at that as, to be honest, as a I wouldn't be surprised teammate. If that, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. 
If I wouldn't be surprised if that's how exactly how it went down. So if you're Aaron Judge or if you're Brett Gardner or if you are uh, who else was on the pitching staff specifically uh, at that was Britain on the pitching staff in 2019? I don't know. The point the point of the matter is though is that yeah he came over. They they are trying to uh, in that in that case like it, it's very much rooted into the clubhouse and it's a uh, you know they're I, probably trying to handle it uh, between between them. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like this is all. This is all too situational for me to, to really speculate about the problem. The, here's the thing. When you're talking about team chemistry, you can, uh, there's, there's, I think there are things where uh, players can bottle stuff up, whether you like someone or not, no matter whatever the situation is and why you don't like them. There have been plenty of times where you've seen a clubhouse that, of guys that do not like each other and they're good on the field. I think that can be bottled up. That said, I think it could affect the chemistry if, if, um, if things were to continue to, um, to play out and, 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 you know, if, if he doesn't, uh, if he, if he shows that he's not the right person, like certain comments could, could, uh, you know, get people off the hook. He spoke to his teammates. I don't know. Nothing was said about what, nothing has been reported about what was said. I doubt it yeah. will be, but I mean, it, did, did he wave a magic wand in that closed door meeting? I mean, I can't imagine that that fixed anything. Maybe it helped just because he's, addressing it because not addressing it becomes more of a distraction. Well, of course he's going to talk to the players. They canceled the press conference because he wanted to address his, his teammates first. Cause he was going to, um, uh, he was going to hold a press or a press conference. So he was just going to get up and talk in front of reporters. And they were going to be able to ask him questions uh, when pitchers and catchers were re- uh, reported, but because the full squad wasn't there, he wanted, they said the Yankees said that he wanted the opportunity to address his entire team before that hat, before he went out to, uh, to talk to the media. So, you know, we'll at some point hear from him and 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 we'll see what, what's going on. But it's a situation for you us know to, the shitty to thing? monitor, but it seems like the Yankees are trying to handle it as best they can, I guess. I, Do you know what the shitty thing is? There's a lot it's of shitty things. Pretty much a lot of shitty things. Well, the shitty thing for uh, the reality of the situation from a baseball standpoint is it depends on how he pitches. And, that, and unfortunately, that's what it seems like the Yankees approach is. Let's see how he pitches. If he pitches well, we're going to deal with it because he's going to help us win. And if he doesn't pitch well, we're going to cut ties and we're going to move on. Unfortunately, I, I wish it wasn't. But like here's the that. thing: you take, I you, wish you they get rid of, say we're moving. You get on. rid of that off the field stuff, and you have a guy that's you know, let's just say this is a guy coming in from injury and who hasn't pitched in a year and a half. It's going to be the same situation. Yeah, no, because if the guy's coming back from injury and hasn't pitched for a year and a half and he has 10 bad starts, they're not going to cut. They him. might. But I could see, I could really see that if he has a bad spring training and a bad first well, month I mean, of the look, season, it, but, I could but see that. There's a zero on. tolerance issue. So a bad starts also could affect like the way that he is, his temperament. Like I, who knows? Like there's of so course, many things that if, are if he's, around If he's this. pitching six great innings every fifth time through the rotation and he's singing Kumbaya in the clubhouse, then yeah, it might might not be an issue because he's in a good mood. The players are in a good mood because he's performing well. At the end of the day, he's got uh, a- Unfortunately, with a lot of times with this in all sports, we see this in football all the time. These guys who have these, these uh, domestic violence incidents or terrible incidents, as long as they perform on the field, they keep getting second chances. It's true. I mean, it's the overwhelming motif of that is true like that there's a through line there if it and unfortunately it's a if you're good at sports people look the other way for other things whether it's domestic violence drug use whatever it is like people try to look the other way people try to cover it up sometimes just so that you you can stay on the field longer like that's happened multiple times in uh in in our american sports and uh, in sports all over the world yes that is a thing um it's an unfortunate thing but it is a reality i think 
Anything else you want to mention about the the Herman distraction? I will. I will go. <laughs> I will just be on record saying like this would be m- better if the, he was not playing baseball. I think the Yankees. I, I wish. I, I, I honestly wish they would cut here him. Would be uh, a a much better move on their end and making sure, but also staying involved with with him as a as a human being, trying to you know uh, address what he's doing off the field. And for all we know, that's what was happening when he was not playing. Um, and this is just like you know the now that he's back after after making sure that they did everything possible to you know help the off the field situation. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't like having him on the team. It's not it's not fun to watch him uh, to play for the Yankees at the end of the day. Yeah, I wish they would cut him, and someone else will pick him up, and he'll pitch for them. Maybe he'll be good, and if he's good, I, I don't care. Uh, that's just a, a situation I, I would prefer to move on from. If I were, if I was in charge of the Yankees, I would be, I would move on from him. Good thing I'm. We're I, not I think, in charge of the Yankees, so that's not our choice. In a lot of a lot of situations, it's a good thing I'm not in charge. But some things, maybe it's it would be better <laughs> if I was in charge. Yeah. So a uh, day or two after we recorded last, Fernando Tatis signed his 14 year, 340 million dollar contract extension. Which has some weird things because he's part of this thing called Big League Advance, which I did not know about. Did you know about this Big League Advance prior to this contract? Um, I had heard a little bit about it, but I didn't know the details of it. Yeah. So it's essentially something that minor leaguers can participate in and they give you money while you're in the minor leagues in exchange for if you sign a big money contract, you're paying them percentages out on the end. So they're basically investing in young players. Who's it available to? Mostly, it's the article that I read, I think it was on Yahoo Sports, said it. I believe it's available to everyone. However, it's most common in Latin American players who are not educated financially and who are did not receive signing bonuses. Yeah, I'm just I'm, so I'm they wondering get, they where, get, where the line is where the people where this uh, the advance is happening to guys that, you know, have a, a 25% chance of getting into the major leagues and earning that contract or. You know, where, at what point? Well, no. So these, these big league advance basically, I think, scouts players to see who might. Yeah. It's just, it's pay off in the right. end. It's a dirty, oh, it's totally it seems, a dirty. It seems very baseball-ish. Seems, seems very dirty what, what's going on here. But I could see how in a lot of instances it could help players because oh, sure. you get money up front. You come over from a Latin American country, you're dirt poor and you're not making good wages as minor leaguers. You're not, you're staying in shitty, shitty motels. You're not, you're eating McDonald's instead of real foods. Like 10, 20, 30 grand could go a long way if you're in that situation. Yeah, I had a buddy when I was in college. um, I I played in an adult league, a buddy I played with uh, uh, is Venezuelan. And uh, he, he would go every time there was another Venezuelan player in town for the Norfolk Tides. He would go to the, uh, to the field and start, start chirping to him um, in uh, in Spanish. And then he would meet up with them. He would help them out. He would take them around to different places. He would help them get groceries to their apartment. He would take them. Uh, he, he was a bartender at a, rest, at a, at a, at a, a restaurant. So he would give, you know, give them, give them meals, um, just like help them navigate the, while they were in town. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys are just kind of thrown out there uh, onto an island. They, they and don't they, speak they English don't, fluently. Yeah, it's tough. And it's really so, tough for these guys. So, yeah, um, my my guy Billy would would help them. He helped a lot of different guys uh, when they when they would come to town. Usually young guys. Um, that's but that's where my Jose Lima story came from too, because he was one of the guys yeah. at some point. But uh, 
it sheds light on how shitty some of these minor league systems are and how they don't have people in place to do this for them. Yeah. Like these teams don't have teams, don't have a couple of guys to help these players out. Like they should. Right. Why don't they? Yeah. I, I think some do. I think that the things have changed. I think that's why, you know, we're not going to talk too much about it. Uh, but the, um, uh, the Seattle Mariners president who made the dumb comments about talking about the, uh, the the Japanese player and translator and and you know talking about how he doesn't speak enough well English well enough and just kind of like just shitting on on people for not speaking English well and and uh, talking about the salaries of the translators like you, you, there's just there's a different tone I think to some of the people when they're talking about that and I think some teams identify that these that it is it is difficult to come to a another country to you know get into the um, cultural habits of uh, of a of a different of a different area and then be traveling all the time it's it's not easy it, and a lot of these guys are very young and um you know could could easily be isolated easily you know just because they they can't speak english well uh they need help they they need help they need support um and they should the team should be making this this support available readily available and not making a big deal of it because it's part of you know when someone comes to your country and they they don't know the culture they don't speak the language you should make them feel welcome you should make them feel comfortable so that they can acclimate into uh, your world and into this new world of baseball which is just wild and travel is, is a ton and there's a lot expected of you there's a lot of things happening uh so so taking some of those you know i say little things they're not little things communication is not a little thing uh but making them feel comfortable in that way goes 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 far with with a person I think I saw 38 million of the 340 million is going to go back to this big league advanced program. So, I mean, Tatis is still getting hundreds of millions of dollars, but it, but it does just show how, how much of that contract will be going uh, to, to this program. The, the reason we want to talk about this is because T Tatis is one of these guys is kind of almost, be, would you say he became like the face of Major League Baseball last year towards the end Pretty of the year? Pretty damn close. Of, I mean, he he definitely, the 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 Slam Diego Padres were were a big deal and uh, and and they definitely rose rose up the the ranks of, of uh, public eyes. Plus, Tatis is just, he's a fun baseball player. He's fun to watch. He has fun out in the field and he has no bones about that. Now he's on, uh, you know, the, he's the, the um, cover of uh, MLB The Show. He's out there. Uh, I think he's definitely one of the biggest ones and he's, He's certainly a uh, a fun player to watch. So yeah, yeah. So he's signed through like what? He's, he's good for baseball. Thirty six needs to embrace. Two thousand thirty six. That contract is up, which doesn't sound like a real year. But the question for the Yankees is: Should they look at extending Glaber Torres to something of this sense? Maybe not fourteen years, but 10, 12 year contract. Glaber is twenty four years old right now. He turns twenty five this coming December. So. This is his 24-year-old season. Um, he is free agent eligible in 2025 because he's a super two arbitration guy. So he's got a, a bunch of more years of, of team control. He will start to get pretty expensive in arbitration because those super two guys, especially a guy like Glaber, who's already made all-star teams um, and all-star team. Did he make two all-star? Whatever. He's made an all-star team. Like He's going to start making big bucks in, free, in uh, arbitration. Would a uh, what would a contract look like for for Glaber Torres? Like a twelve year, 
that takes him through his age 36 season. Like, what are you looking if the Yankees would extend Glaber? uh, Do you think that's a realistic possibility? Should they be exploring that? Yeah, possibly. I mean, the Yankees aren't, this isn't something that they do, but wouldn't surprise me if they were looking at uh, at locking up a guy through his arbitration years. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're paying for early arbitration years. Uh, you're, you're giving them, you know, more more cash essentially in the beginning, and then locking them up long term. It's it's a it's a financial security contract. These guys feel good. Tatis could go in and get another contract after this. Uh, even without the the money going to big league advance, he's making two hundred and eighty million dollars or whatever it is. Like. He's set for life, for so life, but he does have the ability to get another contract too. He does, but I understand. Like, so I, I think I saw a tweet. Like, why would you sign this contract if you're Tatis Jr. at this point in your career? Because it's three hundred million dollars, and when someone puts a three hundred million dollar check in front of you, you don't say no. Yeah, it's it's difficult to say no to that, especially you know understanding. No, it's not difficult. You don't say no. <sighs> you're never going to need more than three hundred million. Also, understanding like the fact that you get that money sooner, there's opportunity cost for. You know, if you have a good uh, financial advisor, well, he only makes one million bucks this year. I'm just saying, like, you have a good financial <laughs> Did advisor. Do you see how it's structured? Do you see how the the thing is structured for Tatis? For t- it's like one million, five million, eight million, twelve million, and then it goes up to like thirty eight million. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bonus attached to this as well, though, right? Something. So yeah, the the, the fact is, like, there's opportunity cost as well once you get cash to to do something with it, and if you don't have that cash, you can't do anything with it. If you can invest it, and uh, you know. <laughs> You don't need a lot of interest to to make uh, to make some significant gains on on you know a thirty million dollar uh, bankroll. So there's costs there associated with that too, and and you have to look at that long term and and how how does that how does that affect you at the end of your career, whether you get it now or you get it in four years. I forgot to mention, I was surprised Tatis Jr. was part of this a program like Big League Advance because his dad was a major leaguer, and I just figure like his dad going through the major league. That's why I'm wondering where the where the line is here. Who are they actually giving this to, and why? Uh, We should do more. We should do some more research on this thing to to identify like what players they're. Well, if only we had a producer intern to do more. I think we got something to say about that. (laughs) But uh, before we get to that, I I just I would have thought that his dad. Would have been there to say no, no, you don't, you don't need to do this. This is not in your best interest to do. Well, this. clearly it was uh, in some capacity, and there was a reason why he had to do it. So, um, yeah, I want to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up after the show what the all the details are of this MLB advance because it's interesting. Twelve. Okay, so for Glaber Torres, I just did a little quick and dirty math. Would you offer him, and do you think he would sign a 12 year? Twenty-four million dollar a year contract, two hundred and eighty-eight million dollars that takes him through thirty-six years old. It, it's, it's possible. I think that he would sign it. I also think there, if you look at the guys, I was watching um, MLB Network last night, just looking at uh, different shortstops, the free agent shortstops, and uh, you know, guys who were recently signed, guys who are coming up on free agency. Carlos uh, Carlos Correa is coming up on free agency, twenty six years old. So you you look to see what that market looks like. I think that's going to affect uh, what Glaber does as well, and like identifying what that market is. Simeon just signed. Um, but you have guys who are pretty good comps in, in the way that your Trevor story, I think is coming up on free agency. It'll be interesting to see how those play out because I think Glaber is going to be looking around and identifying that he can make some, some significant coin at probably a lesser term contract. And if he's going to be getting a good amount per year in, in the later arbitration years, it may not be in his best interest. No, because he's still going to be a free agent when he is 27, which is prime years. But if you're the Yankees or if you're a team, 
you much rather sign a guy at 24 than at 27, because then obviously you extend, you get him for more of his prime years. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's not a contract that makes sense for either side. I just think twelve years, kind of uh, at that mid twenties range, makes sense for both sides. Glaber might be able to maximize more in free agency, and the but the Yankees might be saving a little bit. But that's still a ton of money for a guy who, I mean, let's face it, has not been. He's not. It's not like he's been a superstar. We just haven't seen up. the Yankees doing deals like this. So that's that's the other thing is like there's they did it with Cano, but it was for much shorter term. Yeah, it's not the, the long term. Like Bryce Harper, I feel like changed a little bit in the way that the term is coming out as well. The way that these are spaced out is uh, is becoming different. I mean, these contracts are getting so complex. I also think that the the CBA has something to do with Tatis's contract. He's like, let's go. CBA is coming up. I don't know what's going to happen there. Let's 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 get some security underneath it. But he wasn't going to be a free agent for many years. No, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like uh, you know being locked up, even if there's uh, a, a work stoppage and like all these things, like it's just it's a good feeling to have uh, as a as someone a player who's locked up for for that amount of time and understanding that you have uh, you know a pretty pretty decent check coming to you no matter uh, no matter where you are. What are the chances he finishes there in in San Diego? I'd say very small. I think I think we're going to see uh, I think we're going to see a massive sell off in San Diego yeah. and probably three Machado, to four years. Machado Tatis to the Dodgers. There's going to be a massive sell off at some 20, point in the twenty eight. Yeah, there's no possible way he finishes the career there. If the, if the Padres don't win this year, next year, maybe the year after, we're going to see some changes over there big time. They have a lot of money on the books. Yeah. Um, all right. So James Paxton said returning to the Yankees put his arm in a dangerous position by rushing back. Um, do you care about talking about James Paxton anymore at this point, or nope. or, or, or Paxton and his injuries a thing of the past? Thing of the past. No All right, longer, let's move no on. No longer do I care about James Paxton until he's pitching against us. So we are putting out a call for a a very important part of this show. Uh, we're going to call it podcast producer intern uh, slash viceroy of all things we need to be done. Do you, do you, is that a good title? It's a terrible title, but uh, <laughs> we've had we've had uh, an intern on this show for for years. Dom uh, was our first intern, and he's actually working uh, with me over at Blue Wire now too. Um, we've had some very good guys. Ty, then he sent us Tyler, Tyler came from, right after him from Maris, another Maris yep. kid. And then let's. I, I'm going to just be honest. working at ESPN. We, Tyler and Dom were fantastic. They helped the show immensely. Then we went through. I don't know, three or four guys that just didn't work out. They there were some time they things. On. I think baseball was yeah. weird also. And just, yeah, it was just so, but so, so we've, I, I think we've, what we've learned is this position, you need to be interested in, in media that's producing podcasts, that's creating video clips, that's formulating show notes and segments. And we're going to open up this to be a part of the show. And I think that's, important to it's not going to be like three three voices uh full time but you will be a part of the show in some form or, or another we have not quite figured that out yet but i have a bunch of ideas on how you will be part of this show uh other things that you'll be doing is as i said creating social media clips you'll be posting on our channels regularly you'll be doing some research for us you'll be creating show notes and coming up with segment ideas and uh, possibly a live show production. Um, when we were like humming, when we were humming, streams. we had uh, we had Dom and we had Tyler. They were very involved with a lot of things that were that were happening. And they, one, it was 
just tremendous, I think, experience for these guys too. You know, we, we take care of our guys as well. We like to make sure that, um, we're, we're, we're helping them not only in the, in the near term, but also with their careers, uh, you know, wrote glowing recommendations for, for, for Dom, um, definitely was a, a reference for Tyler as well, but these guys were, were big parts of, of what we were doing on the back end, and they were uh, a true, true help to the show and they made the show better. So we're looking for that Absolutely. next person to come in and, uh, and, and to help out and be, be a, a, a good teammate with us and, um, help, help produce the show. We're, we want to bring back like last year, you and I had some bandwidth issues with, with getting some of the segments out. We couldn't do the voicemail segment every week, things like that. Like. We're going to be getting all of these things back in action. And uh, I mean, you and I have just become far busier than we were five years right, ago. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, there's no other way to put yeah, it. It's and true. We, we need, we need help. And because of that, and we understand this is a big undertaking. This will be a paid, a paid position. Internship. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you, it's not just, oh, this is a resume builder. Yes. It's a resume builder. Yes. It's good exposure, but you will also be getting money. So what you do, if you're interested, reach out to me. You can DM me on Twitter or you can email me, Andrew at BronxPinstripes.com. Don't just email me or DM me and say, hey, I'm interested. Tell me why you're interested. Tell me why you think you're qualified. I'm going to be asking for video samples or clip samples or social media samples. So make sure to have those ready to go. If you just want to send those to me so I don't have to ask you, that's bonus points for you. We're going to each want to talk to you to make sure you're a fit for the show and that you have you know, the personality to... to um, talk and, and shoot the shit and be on a podcast. Um, but I'm very excited to bring this person on male or female. We do not care. Uh, if you are interested in this, please reach out to us. I think, uh, this is going to add an awesome dynamic to the show in 2021 and beyond. Yeah. And if it's not you who's listening and you know, someone, uh, definitely, uh, please encourage them to reach out. Uh, gotta be a diehard Yankee fan. That's a, that's a big qualification here. We don't, we don't bring on people that are not Yankees fans, uh, part of this, uh, as part of the show. That'd be weird. Uh, it, yeah, but it's, it's weird that they would apply. Got to be a Yankee fan. Oh yeah. We will. If you are lying about being a Yankee fan, you will get found out very fast. <laughs> that is not something you can slide. Um, so as I said, uh, reach out to Scott and I on, on social or in email and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get that going before the season starts. That's, that's our goal is that uh, during spring training, we'll be hiring this person working out all the kinks and uh, get ready to go for, for opening day. Any, any last words you want to mention? Oh, I got a question yeah. for you. How's kid, how's it, how's uh, being a dad going? How, when do you get dad strength? Get uh, dad strength. Yeah. When does dad strength kick in? When, when needed? Oh, it's an as needed basis. No, no I no, thought no, it was no, just no, like not, not as needed. It just, it, it, it shows up. It shows up in, in a, in a moment. When you're like, oh, I didn't realize that. It's 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 there. You have it. Just hasn't, just I hasn't shown unlock, itself. I just need yet. to unlock it. No, you don't even you don't yeah, even I don't, I don't it, even you're overthinking this. This is like Aaron Boone in a press conference. Quit overthinking it. It's just gonna show up. It'll it'll be it, it's uh, there. It's there. When you need it, it will be there. It will be activated. But it uh, it's kind of like one of the you know those those horrible cliches that people say you uh, when you're dating someone, you're like, you'll know when you know. So un- yeah. it's so annoying to hear when you're in that moment when people say that to you. You're like, "Shut up! I don't want to hear that." But it's also extremely true. <laughs> uh, see, last episode you mentioned that you hope I just get pooped on a bunch. Yeah. I have not been pooped on yet, as I mentioned. I, I've been peed on, and since we last recorded, he's peed all over the wall, which was fun. 
But uh, spit up, man. There's just so much spit up. Yeah. I'm covered in spit up. The shirt I'm wearing right now has a huge spit up stain on it. Why didn't I wash it? Because the next shirt I put on will have spit up on it. Every single shirt. I have like 19 shirts in the laundry ready ready to be washed. With yeah, be quick with it. that towel to the, uh, to the shoulder. So he's very, he gets very, when he, after he eats, he gets very... Um, he moves a lot. Yeah. So even though I have the towel, it's the gas, here, the gas is moving him. He's like, he, oh, I got he just going ends on. up turning his head and spitting up this way or spitting up that way. It's like he spits up everywhere except on the Good top. For him, I'm very happy to hear this. I hope it continues, and I hope I hope projectile shitting is next. I hope it I hope it hits you square between the eyes. I am looking it's forward funny. to hearing a story about you getting your glasses covered in shit. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. I, I have protective. Uh, I have protection on my eyes, so that's, that's fine. good. That's that's uh, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to that story because it's gonna happen at some. As point. far as being a dad, I mean, he's so the only change I guess from the first week uh, is that his eyes seem to be open more. Okay, I, I think you know he's certainly not alert at this point. He's still a ten day, twelve day old. But it just seems like his eyes are a little bit more alert, like when when the 15 minutes of wake time happens. Yeah. And then he's back to sleep, except during the hours of 7 p.m. to midnight. Cannot get him to sleep during those hours. It's apparently the witching hour, which I've read about. Mm. Well, he does not like the witching hour. Um, every other time, angel. Try to put him to bed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, out like a light. Try and put him to bed at 11 o'clock at night, screaming his ass off. I saw someone on Twitter talking about... Um the 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 like the market for kids stuff like that you could buy uh and and to like just be careful of that whole market of there are so many products out there that you will that are unnecessary we have 90 percent of them so it's so true though but there are so many unnecessary things that people are like oh they found a little niche so let's make this for that when you could just use like the pptp yeah I don't know. I think I need that. There the are PPTP so many gimmicks out there. Happened twice. Don't fall for them. Just, just go with. Uh, just remember, back in the day, nobody had that shit, and everybody was fine. I know. I think about that, but then I also think were people just uneducated about about certain things? Because like babies used to sleep with a bunch of blankets and stuffed animals in their crib, and they would suffocate to death. Well, yeah. Don't do that. That's not. Good. That's not good. You know. But there are uh, like very micro products that are just completely unnecessary. They're all over the place. Like, do you have an example? I can't think of them. I've blocked them all out of my head. The PPTP was a very good example of, of that. Just I, that. I disagree because I actually I was talking to someone on Twitter about the PPTP, but uh, I'll try and pull up who I was talking to. But I think he's already, he's already peed on us twice, two times in two weeks. If I'm getting one per week use out of the PPTP, I think that's good value. Why, I don't understand why you can't just like put a towel there. That's my point. Because, That's why these, because these, then how do you change it? Products, how do you change his diaper? How do you wipe it? completely unnecessary because all you could, you could just like rub some dirt on it or use a towel or use your hand or any of these things that are, that are, no, but you want to catch it before he starts peeing, right? So it's not after he starts, you want to do it. You want to put it on, on the PPTP goes on yeah. before, like as soon as the diaper comes mm -hmm. off. So in case he starts peeing, it doesn't go everywhere. I had to clean up. I had to move a dresser and clean up a pool of piss. Okay. I think you, your instincts need to get better at, at your reactionary instincts and you need to anticipate that this is going to happen. Understand where the directions are going. Look at the launch angle. Make sure that you're keeping all of these things in place. So that <laughs> What's the exit velocity? You know what? You're, 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 
I think you've been influenced too much by the nerds, and that's why, like the PPTP, there's some there's some calculation about how it 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 uh, controls the amount of urine that goes different places. You got to use the eye test here. Like, do you understand where it's point where 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 he's pointing? You understand the 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 if his belly's full, like if you're putting pressure on certain areas, gotta be gotta be conscious of all these things. It's a feel thing. It's an eye test. How many times would you say in in Kemp's life has he peed while you were changing his diaper? Not very many. So my kid might just be a peer. But at the same time, what I would do is if that was happening, I would always have the diaper block. I'm like, I'm right here. At like, well, the like, diaper you know, goes Jerry under Sanchez his butt just does in case not he shoves his more. glove between his legs. I am the opposite of that. I got the bat, the front of the diaper. I'm using it like a shield. <laughs> so my left hand is using it like a shield. I'm catching, I'm catching. If you could see me, I'm, I'm catching the piss. I'm just like going back and <laughs> no, forth. But what about... So two diapers, you're two, you use two no, diapers because no, no, no. you put one under his you butt go underneath, to change You go underneath, you keep it on top until uh, you hover with the, with the left hand, under with the right hand, you get the straps out, you're good to go. And now you are, you're still covering because that's always there. You slide it underneath while you're covering with the left hand. Bam. Now, now when you're ready to Velcro the straps on, you're just going over. There's no, there's no opportunity. There's no opportunity for him to shoot, shoot out and hit you in the face or the wall. Just there. Quick hands. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> All right. If anyone has any uh, other tips about PPTPs or any niche products to buy or not to buy, please let me know. Uh, again, reach out to us if you're interested in the pro- pro- producer position for the podcast. And spring training is roaring along. Hopefully next week we have some more good stuff to talk about. Anything else you want to mention? No, let's have a good week. No injuries, baby. Talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.